up everybody welcome to this week's episode of the bleacher banter podcast presented by bleacher fan sports it's your host tommy buns here with sully and jones and we've got another good week for you we're gonna kick it off with the worst beat possibly of all time we're gonna follow that up with some nba talk Giannis just signed a massive supermax extension and we are gonna get into jake paul conor mcgregor and of course give you our week 15 nfl best bets uh so let's get right into it last night browns ravens Ravens go up by a field goal, uh, 45-42 late. I'm on Browns plus three. I'm like, okay, you know what? Maybe we went on a miracle here. Maybe we just get the push. Either way, I'm fine. I'm not losing anything. And we all saw what the Browns decided to do. The Browns decided to be the biggest assholes that ever existed. They literally hook and ladder their way 30 yards backwards to a safety. Ends the game. No time on the clock. Browns lose by five. I lose my bet. Terrible, 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 terrible end to the night. Yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, Cal Stanford in reverse right there. I couldn't believe what we were watching. <laughs> yeah, I... The play I, went on for so long. It went was on for like 25 impressive. seconds. They got it was nowhere. almost impressive how long they... It may have been more than 25. It was It was a an eternity. And I there mean, was... I was like, like some, I think the announcer at one point said, do they realize they're going the wrong direction? <laughs> yeah, he's like, go forward, go forward, go forward. I'm thinking. There was, oh. was one point before, before, like, right, either before the safety where one of the receivers had the ball and he was just standing there because no one was behind him. He's like, I can't do anything. I can't, what do you want me to throw it downfield? Like, <laughs> yeah. I can't, you, you have to be behind me. And everyone else in the Browns is just standing around looking at him. And he's like, I can't do anything. You have to be behind me. Yeah, that was just. You need a circle around them. It was just a horrible sequence of events. I mean, I thought I had lost all hope when the Browns were down uh, 14. And I think they were even down 15 at one point. And they, um, you know, they get it back. They tie it up. I'm thinking, oh, wow, there's like a real chance. There's, There's a real chance here. You know, maybe Ravens don't get in field goal range at the end, whatever. Um, Sully knows that the Browns scored way too quick. He had um, like five points to spare in fantasy in our playoffs and was going against Justin Tucker. Two so, points to spare. Yeah, so that two or yeah. three points to spare. Yeah, when that uh, so, when that field goal got kicked at the end, that I was, was screaming. I was I was literally yelling at Tom. I, I was like, too fucking quick, too quick. A minute, forty something seconds. You left a minute and three seconds left. Literally, once you get to the forty-five yard line, and then they make it to the twenty-five yard line. All you need to do is run it one time. The Ravens have one timeout left. You just need to run it one time, and then you can take it down to 50 seconds, to 40 seconds, to whatever you want. Then you call your timeout. Then you can run your offense, and then there you go. Then you're going to score with maybe 30 because at that point, time's not an issue because if you if you need to use the timeout if you you know to get at your play, you can. You have two left. If not, you can still call your play and get and just work the clock down like every other play when you're up by a lot, and you'll have three timeouts to stop the clock. So you start the play with 45 seconds to go, and then you got your three timeouts. Time would not be an issue for you. But I don't know if it's Stefanski. It's hard to blame Baker when he played so incredible. Um, I mean, I don't know. Who, I, I would probably blame the head coach. I'd probably blame Stefanski. He's the f- offensive guy there. He needs to know. You got Lamar Jackson. He can throw. He can run. Most teams are getting at the 25. 30 yards and you're there. 35 yards and you're there with Justin Tucker. Like, I knew right away it was over. Like, no chance. Like, you can't you can't score that quick. Like, you're guaranteeing a loss when you're when you're going against Justin Tucker. Like, didn't the Ravens didn't even have hit no, great, did the Ravens have no timeouts or one timeout? One timeout, and, one and they timeout. used it right away because one of the, the second uh Mandrew's catch was inbounds. It was like right across the middle of the second. Yeah, one, but so on they, the Browns drive, they had one timeout. Yeah, I yes. mean, it, it, at some, you also have to like, there's some element of trusting your defense there. Like all the defense has to do is not give up three consecutive significant plays. <laughs> but they, 
but yeah. they they haven't been able to do that all game. They gave up forty two points, uh, and that's fair. That's fair, but and the secondary is with uh, they have on the fourth string co- corner. Uh, Denzel Ward is out. I, I, that's where I get it. If it's a seventeen twenty game and they've played well, but you're literally on like bench players right now, and 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 you, you give up. You they almost gave up a fifty spot. So I can't the old trust fifty burger. Defense. I can't trust my defense there, um, and I don't think they have a bad defense, but. They just they're so hurt and um, Lamar was picking them apart on with his arm with his with his legs mainly. Then he had to go the take ground. a shit I mean, for like tackles, a quarter and a half. I mean, they they tried to tackle yeah, right? Andrews for a seven yard gain and ended up being a, a fourteen or fifteen yard gain. That was huge. And then one more play and then they're after mid they're they're past midfield and then they had two more short completions. Once you get to the fifty yard line, it's basically over because all you need to do is they're going to be they're going to be you know, guarding back. They don't want to give up a big play. And that you, you, any quarterback is just going to go five yard dunk there, get two yards. And they had, they had that time. They, you know, they had the timeout they used before. And then, you know, just another dunk and you're at, you're good. So uh, I, I really do blame the Browns for scoring too soon. I thought, I thought it was way too soon. Um, well, it was way too soon. I mean, <laughs> you didn't think it was. If you're at like, <laughs> Why is Cream Hunt reaching for the end zone? Like, go out at the two. Like, just go out at the two. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, you had Baker run for a five-yard touchdown. You had Chubb run for a 15-yard touchdown. You had Chubb run for a 10-yard touchdown. Like, you get the ball down at the two, you kill some clock, you're going to get in the end zone. The Ravens are not going to stop you at the goal line, clearly. You're, you know, you're going to get there. It's going to be okay. You're going to tie the game. Um, Yeah, literally, all you got to do is, all you, all you, I mean, that would be, a little harder to manage the clock there, but definitely doable. Um, but I mean, my more gripe is when the play before the hunt play, when you're at the 25 yard line or wherever they were at the 17, 20, somewhere around there. And you don't run it at least once to at least either force the Ravens to take the timeout. And then that, then that, that whole last drive is, is harder. And let's not forget running the, running the ball. Isn't like they're running for two yards. They're running for like four to seven yards a game. They're like, they're running the ball is like move. They're moving it when they're running it. So, yeah, it was I mean just, Baker played great. The receivers played great. Yeah, best game running of the year. Best game of the year by far. I mean that game had everything. Had a pick. People for are saying it was the best game of the year. I don't know if I agree. I think I think the Seattle, the first Seattle Cardinals game might be yeah, better. Yeah, true. That that was that's up there. Definitely, definitely top three at least. You know, because there were more better defensive plays in that game. Yeah, Just there yeah, was the one had... pick. Baker had the one bad pass where that was picked and brought down. You know, to the one. Other than that, there was no defense played really. Yeah, yeah, true. In the yeah, uh, a slugfest in the Seattle game, we had that crazy uh, DK rundown on Peterson. <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah, that was that game. Probably that the play like, of the that's year. That's where people are prisoners <laughs> in the moment. I know I am, especially if I'm betting. But like. People are like, oh, best game of the year. And I'm just like, a lot of really good games. Like, And then, like, the Bills-Cardinals, that was another fantastic game. The Hail Mary? Oh, Not even yeah, just the Hail Mary. The whole game true. was great. The whole game was great, and the Hail Mary was the best ending. Yeah, because um, the Bills scored. The Bills scored at the end there. And then you think, okay, there's no way the Cardinals are going to yeah, win this now. Yeah, 33 Bills seconds just, left, and yeah. then Kyler has that Hail Mary. Yeah, he, trail, he trademarked Hail Murray. <laughs> Smart man. And then, and then he lost three or four straight. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, you kind of botch that after when you go on a losing streak. Well, day with the giants will fix that. Yeah, that was tough. I was on the giants. So, uh, Paul McCoy gave them a better chance to win than Daniel Jones. Hampered. Yeah. Jones couldn't do anything. It was like, I was just getting frustrated yeah. watching. Uh, I, I need to say this about Daniel Jones. He's a good kid. He's got a lot of Eli in him. He's more athletic than Eli. Um, he's got a, he's got talent. He's got top 15 talent. I think we, most of us would agree. I'd say like he'd be a top 15 quarterback. Uh, maybe not top like eight or 10, but he's got talent. He's got legs, 7.4 yards per carry. Most in the NFL, more than any running back, more than Lamar Jackson. But I don't think you can correct the fumbles. I don't think you can teach pocket awareness. He doesn't have it. It's both. He's a hard worker, too, when you think about this. He worked all summer. That's what all all offseason, all I heard was he's worked it, he's worked it, he's fixed it. He's terrible. He hasn't gotten better at all with the fumbles. 
he's fumbling when they're not even hitting the ball. He's fumbling just holding it. He's he's not seeing on the one first fumble. He's he's looking to throw downfield, and he, being he's a righty, um, the play is in front of him, on his peripheral, but still on not from his blind side, not behind his head, from in front of him, and he goes to throw it, and it's a strip, and it's a picked up, and it's almost a touchdown. Like those are plays you need to you need to, like the blind sides you expect to be taken care of. Those are plays are unexcusable. Like the guys. The guy's, he's to your right, but he's within vision. He is not behind your head. You can see him. But instead, you try to throw a pass, and then your arm gets caught, and you look like a, you're like you're flailing, and just look like a little girl trying to throw the ball, and then and then they, they pick it up, and usually it's a pick six. It's just, it's a combination of, he has no pocket awareness or feel. Um, and I don't think it's fixable. I thought it was fixable last year. I, I After watching him this year, um... I think he's going to be a pretty mediocre quarterback for most of his career. Good enough to start, but I don't, I don't, I don't, I think it's an innate thing that some people do. Some people just move so well. They feel, they, Ryan Rodgers feels pressure, step up in the pocket. Josh Allen does it so well, stepping up in the pressure to make the pocket and make throws. I just don't think he has it. You have a rebuttal to that, Dave? No, I mean, Given given the evidence that we have, it's hard to have a rebuttal. Um, And he's so young, I know. But yeah, I I think it's something that you hope can get to a manageable level because you know, is one or two quarterbacks that are going to not turn the ball over a lot, like you know, like to an Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Russell Wilson level. I mean, not not that Wilson has been a great example of that lately, but. Um, point is most quarterbacks are going to get some turnovers one way or the other, whether it be through fumbles or interceptions, you just hope he can get to down to closer to the league average than it, than it is league leading, you know? Yeah. Um, but you know, it is concerning. I agree with you that that was his core focus this off season and that hasn't improved. Um, you know, you, Obviously, at this point, the Giants aren't in a position to make that decision if they want to move on from him, being out of the running for Fields um, and or Lawrence. So I, I think it's safe to say we're going to have at least we're going to have Daniel Jones for at least one more year as the starter. Um, what about someone like a Trask or someone else? I don't think so. I don't think I don't think he's I don't, to, to give up on Jones. I don't think you can argue anyone besides Jones or Lawrence or Fields at this point. Cause Jones shows, um, he shows like signs of being really good. Like he has games exactly. where, where you're he like, has, wow, he has this stretched. kid's really good. You know, he'll win three, four games in a row. And you're like, damn, maybe, maybe, maybe he's well, figuring it out. I mean, and even, has, even opening time, night, done, that was his only run ever. He's won five games in his career. He's like five and like 25 or something. True. But in, won, they don't won three games in a row, but uh, they're, they're like, losing close games short, every week. Uh, they're not. They're not yeah, getting they blown won. out. They're playing in every single game. They have a chance to win. I mean, like opening night against the Steelers, he looked great. They lost, but he looked great. You know. Yeah. He had his one turnover was a tip ball. You know. He had yeah. two, I think. Yes, but one of them. Only one of them was bad. I should say. Yeah. One I of mean, them, like, only one if, of them was. If I'm picking between like a Sam Darnold or Daniel Jones, I don't know who I'd be more confident in. I, I, I don't know. Um, Part of me would lean towards Sam and not even try not even to be biased because I think because how bad Adam Gase is and how important a coach is to a quarterback. I think Sam Donald um, still has a lot of potential. And I think um, I think Daniel Jones, you know, it's not as coachable with him. Like I'm like I just kind of talked about with with the inability, like with Sam, I think if he's in a good offense that fits him, I think he can be a really good player. Um, I still do think that. I think we've seen quarterbacks struggle on different teams. With, I mean, Gase is a new level of bad offensively. Um, That's what like I think. A new like level bad. You know, something um, like uh, decision making or like you know bad passes, throwing in a double coverage. I think that can really be affected by the the play calling and the offense and the situations that you're put in. But like like you said, something like fumbling, like that's a problem no matter what offense you're playing in. You know? Yeah. That's uh, Winston that's the, has it too. Winston yeah. has the fumbles and he has the picks. 
Yeah, and Winston's had games where he's thrown for 450 yards and five touchdowns. You know, he's looked yeah. like the best quarterback in the NFL some weeks, but he's also had four pick games with four picks. You know. Yeah. Who would you would you would you rather have Dan, uh, Daniel Jones than Sam Donald right now? I mean, it's 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 picking between bad and worse. You know, like yeah. It's tough. It's tough. To, it's tough to to say. It's definitely tough to say. But I just feel like we haven't. We we, we kind of like we've seen a little bit more highs from Dan Jones. I feel like we all know we haven't seen it from Donald yet. But we we've seen a glimpse on some throws. Some throws he makes are fantastic. Um, and I don't think Sam's going to be a top ten quarterback or anything. But I think he's going to be. I think he's going to go to like the Niners or the Steelers, and he's going to be have a really solid career. Yeah, I hope he does. I always like Donald. I hope he does, too. I'm really rooting for him. He takes it on the chin every week. He takes it on the chin every week. Yeah. You know? I, I mean, mean, someone's got to buck that trend of USC quarterbacks. There hasn't been a good one since Carson Palmer. Yeah. Seriously. He's, uh, he's, a, he's a stand-up guy. Both of them are. Jones and Donald, they're both stand-up guys. Yeah, I like both of them too, and I mean, I don't really care. I'll tell you one thing, though. Yeah, that's the thing. You you can't hate either of them from a personal standpoint. They say everything right. They do. They act the right way. They don't get in trouble off the field. The only thing you can hate is their perform their results at times. But I'll tell you another person who I've come. I know Dave isn't a big fan of him, but I'm starting to really. I'm starting to like Baker. Um, Baker's having a really good year, and it's a lot. And Baker's a good example. I don't think Baker's a top 10 quarterback, and he's not, obviously. But, like, you go from Freddie, Freddie Kitchens to a really good offensive coach and, and the, the, the zone um, run game with Stefanski, and Baker Mayfield looks like a le- like legit quarterback, like a top 14, 15 quarterback. Like, he he's, like, nearing a level where, like, youth, where I think at least without OBJ, as, as Dave said, that was a disaster for them. They're like almost a Super Bowl. They're like a contender. They're like a legit contender right now. Like you don't look at Baker and say he's a liability right now as you used to do normally. It would be, you know, Baker beats up on bad teams, gets cocky, then they lose to a good team. Yeah, yeah I mean, but secondary. like Yustu, Yustu was like five weeks ago. Like not like two years ago. Yustu was like week four. I know, but he's putting up 40-plus points on the Titans and, and the Ravens back-to-back weeks. So, so I'm saying it's it's all Odell. It's all Odell. Odell out here ruining the last four years of Eli's career. Could have had a couple <laughs> more Super Bowls. Yeah, I, I just I think he's more mature as well, though. Like, Baker talked a lot more in the past. I'm not hearing much talking from Baker. I mean, the commercials, whatever. But I don't hear as much talking. I don't hear as much cockiness. For, I see a little more charisma. He, he had the office um, one-liner the other day, like the Dwight one, one, one-liner. Uh, after he killed the Titans, even though they came back, um, he showed a little more humility, which is why I'm sorry. Like him more too. He's he not needed, as cocky. He needed to be. He needed to be humbled a little bit, and he's gotten that. You do. No, I. I and I think he has grown from it. Um, I loved Mike Baker out of college, and then after that, you know, first rookie year, he was really cocky. Then the second year, he struggled so much, and he was still cocky. And it was like, you know, then he kind of got it. Like you, you're, you're going against grown men. You can't be. Like we see it, like I, God knows, I, I rip apart Juju and these Steelers every week. I mean, you, these these dances, these TikTok dances. That's another thing grinds my gears. This is bulletin board material. Josh Allen is is screen like he's not even a rah rah guy. He's like they can do the dance and fuck that. We're gonna beat their ass. Like, like, yeah. One stat for you: Claypool has more TikToks than catches this year, and Claypool's having a. And it's not to say you can't have fun and not do that, but it's just like Juju dancing on the Bills logo. He dances on every team's logo before they start, and that's not what you want to do. Juju, you're not a villain. You're a good guy. I know he's a good guy. Yeah. You're just being a clown. You're being you're being a de- he he helps out with the homeless. I always show oh. he helps out with like doing good deeds all the time. Like I always see good Juju's a great person, but he's acting like a clown, like with all the shit. He tried to dap up. I know you saw. He tried to dap up the corner, and the corner wouldn't even dap him up. Like he just pounded him like before the game. Like good sportsmanship. Like I like that. Like, no, you just danced on our fucking logo. You're <laughs> yeah, lucky you didn't get you didn't get get wrecked. Like 
it's just like, a, I don't know if it's a lack of maturity or it's just like you never want to give the other team an extra advantage, an extra an extra oomph, an extra want to, to destroy you other than other than tactics and, and gameplay. It's just another thing you don't want out there. And, and the Steelers are just really, Tomlin needs to get a control of it. It's always been the, the, you know, the one thing with Tomlin. He's got a loose locker room. He's always had it. You think yeah. Bill Belichick would have this? And I love Tomlin. Tomlin's a great coach. Yeah, he's one of Tomlin's the best. Tomlin's a great coach. We all know he's a top three been. or four coach. I think this that? year he he doesn't have as much of the veteran presence in the locker room that's kind of always been able to some like kind of control things in a sense. Um, yeah, because the receivers are young. Yeah, Juju, um, Deontay, and Claypool—they're all. You know, James Washington, all first three or four years. Yeah, but, you know, even having those guys like James Harrison, um, you know, in there on and off. And now you, you've got Ben. No, Ben's the only one that's the elder statesman. And, and I don't think, you know, I feel like Ben's not that type of vocal leader. No. At least not anymore. To me, he's like, he's not on a farewell tour, but he's on a farewell tour. You know what I mean? Like, he's. Playing he's very too, well. I mean, I know he didn't do great last game, but he's still, he's still doing, he's having a very, very, very nice year. But no, yeah, yeah, but like I mean, I'm saying he knows he's got what two two years left, three. If I if, think if God if God blesses him, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like uh, he just doesn't have that in him anymore to be like the put my foot down guy. Like I'm my legacy is established. I'd yeah, love they to were get also one winning more. so much, and it's like I I, I get it. But yeah, the, you, like oh, they always had a good veteran presence, like you're saying. Whether it's a a Palomalu going back, a Heinz Ward, you know. Yeah. Um, they had those great veterans, and they have a lot of great young talent. The talent is young, other than maybe a Joe Hayden on the back end of the defense. You know, you got these guys like, you know, Tewitt, Dupree, and Watt. They're all young guys. Like, someone needs to step up and be like, cut the shit. Like, like our priority, we're here to play football. Like, we're not fucking on Broadway. Like, let's kick some ass. Like, let's yeah. get angry. Let's, like, come on, guys. Like, because they're a talented team. Other than them not running the ball, they don't have a weakness, really. Yeah, no, they're they are great on both sides of the ball for sure. Um, moving on, though, we'll talk about another guy who's pretty great on both sides of the ball, who just got paid a ton of money today. Giannis signed the supermax extension, staying for now. It'll be what six more years in um, Milwaukee. Signed a two hundred and twenty-eight million dollar five-year extension. Um, insane. I mean, I'm, I'm surprised that he, he did. I really thought he was going to look at going elsewhere, but I, I guess he wants to be the guy in Milwaukee forever or at least yeah. for the prime of his career. <laughs> yeah. So what, six more years that puts him at 31, he'll be a free agent. Yeah. So then what, is he going to pull the KD and then go to a championship team at that point? Like <laughs> he'll be at his, yeah, maybe. at 31 I don't know. and I mean, then. You know, the the good part about this is it does give Milwaukee some flexibility just in the sense that they know they're they know they've got their cornerstone, their right. foundation locked down um, and they can work on building around him. Um, and I'm sure I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, some type of future ownership was discussed um, if some type of some level of uh power within the front office and decision-making was discussed. Um, those are all things I would be asking for if I was Giannis and I was considering staying in one of the smallest markets in the league. Um, so yeah, yeah especially I mean, when you could go it, literally anywhere, you could go to anything you want. Yeah. I mean, he, he got it, you know, and Sully mentioned it earlier about, you know, the, the taxes make a difference. If he went to a Florida or Texas team, he would have made virtually the same amount of money. Um, as, as he is in Milwaukee with the taxes removed, you know, with no state income tax there. Yeah. I don't um, know exactly what it'd be, but I imagine it'd be very similar. Yeah. I, it's, it's definitely closer. I don't know if it's the exact amount. Um, you know, but then it's like people say, you know, oh, well it's, what's 220 million to 200 million, you know, it's like $20 million. You ever turned down $20 million? I never have. I don't think I can turn down $20 million. Yeah. It'd be more than that too. Probably. Yeah. It's, it's, um, you know, it's good for, it's really good for Milwaukee. Good for Giannis, uh, being a heat fan. I'm not devastated. Um, 
I've always I've always wondered uh, what a Giannis Heat would look like with him and Jimmy on the same team. I know he's got the culture to fit it. Uh, Giannis does, um, but Giannis isn't a shooter, and it, it would be interesting to see. We'd have a lot of we'd have it, it'd be interesting to see it. Now we're not going to see it, and I'm not devastated. I just uh, I'm going to be upset when we trade for James Harden. I'll be really sad when we <laughs> trade for James Harden. It's not going to be pretty. I'll be very upset. This increases the likelihood of this happening. A report like a week ago is like, if Giannis signs, we're more likely to get James Harden. I just saw a picture of James Harden. James Harden's a fucking house. He's huge. Um, oh, my God. This dude is eating like like 20 burgers a day. He's, he's, he's massive. He's spending a lot of time at those Atlanta strip clubs. There's, those there's, there's a um, part wins. of my ticket just says chunk. It just <laughs> says chunk. Like, uh, if you guys can see this, uh, like my friend said, this can't be real. And I'm like 99% sure it's real. Like, look at him. Look I'm at him. There. He's huge. Oh, my God. He looks like, uh, is that him? That can't be him. That looks like. Um, Hard and fat is what happens when you. When you what, pretty, Dave? <laughs> no. I'm just, I just saw the picture again. I'm just like, this is, this. It's real, right? Yeah. Who's he look like? He looks like another player. I can't think of his name. He looks exactly. He was skinny last year. Yeah. Kendrick Perkins. Yes, he looks like Kendrick Perkins right now. Yes, that's, that's exactly who it is. Thank you. Yes. Yo. So clearly, James Harden didn't give a fuck this offseason. We know, like, like he's like the biggest villain right now, even though he doesn't win. He's just like pissing everyone off. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm seeing a second picture from him tonight, and he doesn't look fat. Oh man! Well, like with his with his warm ups off, he looks he looks pretty pretty fit. Uh, he, he looks still, he looks thicker than he was last year. I'm not seeing. Yo, I'm not yo, seeing yo, Steve, like, look at this other pic of like of like him <laughs> last year. Skinny dude, look how skinny. Look how skinny he looks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I like mean, he, he definitely, he, yeah, you can his see it in his face. Do look more, his arms do look more jacked, but I'm not, his, there's some problems going on in that gut. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's... Dude, I, I mean, we're going to have to get to the bottom of this and we will, but. <laughs> is James um, Harden fat? We'll have to get to the bottom of that for next week. Uh, but uh, back to Giannis, though, we're, I mean, obviously it's great for him. Um, <laughs> I don't think this guarantees anything. I don't think this guarantees any championships in Milwaukee. You got the Nets. You got the Heat. You got the Hawks even up and coming for the future. Um, who knows what teams like Cap, like with the Dave giving them false hope, will do in the future. Um, it, it's obviously amazing that they kept them because we, they can't get big big signings. And I'm sure they'll be in a finals at some point. Um, but it kind of... Um, it, it, it is big for the balance of power in the NBA because if Giannis would have left, he could have went to the Western Conference and joined a team like the Warriors, and that would have been a super crazy super team. He could have went to the Heat, and um, kind of I think it benefits LeBron in a way because he still Giannis stays in the East, and it doesn't make another contender like the Warriors or Heat formidable. Yeah, yeah. I, hope, I, I hope it has, you know, effects beyond that. I, I hope it's I hope it's something that is like a beacon of how to act um, for future players. I hope more players are choose to stick it out with where they're at, um, with the team like that drafted the team. them. Yeah, yeah, I hope I hope it, it, you know, obviously it's a little easier to do that when you're in a situation like Dame or. Giannis, when you guys are when they're contenders and going into the second, third round of the playoffs, at least every year, um, you know, and winning 50, 60 games, you know, pretty much their entire careers. I, it's a lot easier. Not always to stay. Dame, though. Dame's had, had rough years. That's true. That's true. But for the most part, they've always in those rough years. It's they've been a lot competitive. Of always. They've been competitive, and a lot. A couple of those times was injuries. Um, wasn't always yeah. his necessarily their fault. Um, Either are good markets, either Portland and Milwaukee, pretty shit. No, but they love they're both they both love their teams a lot. Great fan bases, but poor markets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice to see it. It's definitely 
I mean, I think we're probably all for player mobility as well. Um, you know, that's nice to see. It makes it exciting as fans, but you definitely need star players in these smaller markets. Stick it out through tough times and through, you know, smaller markets and really show the loyalty that, you know, existed in the 80s and 90s and beforehand. Because um, you, you want mobility, but you don't want it just to be, you know, you know, where you get drafted has no meaning. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it'll be interesting to so. see once, like, someone like Zion comes up like does he stay in New Orleans is he going to be a guy that's looking to fit into one of these teams that's already like a bona fide contender maybe New Orleans will be a contender by that point I mean he's got what two yeah, what yeah. two more years or another year after this what do they sign do they sign four-year deals uh yeah rookies are two and two um right is their first well, deal and then and then uh yeah so he's got this year and two more and then their next, their after the four years, they're restricted free agents. So essentially, the team controls you for the first seven years of your career. Right, but he'll be eligible for like a supermax after his no, contract. not after his second contract. Oh, how did Jason Tatum just sign the? He got a max extension, not a super oh, max. not a supermax. Right, right, right. But he can get a max extension, yeah. which is still a fucking boatload of money yeah it's like uh, it's like 160 million yes right it's four it's four for 160 or whatever to, yeah yeah compared to two would Giannis get 229 228.8 or something like that um but even the supermax changes based on your tenure in the league your all-star your not all-star uh first for or all nba team selections all nba first team selections i should say and uh and the salary cap; these all go into the factor into how much the supermax is worth for you at that specific time. So, someone Giannis could sign a supermax next year, and it could be different. Or, you know, uh, the same player could uh, a, a player with similar stats to Giannis could sign a supermax, could be a different value. You know, there's a lot of there's a couple things that factor into that price. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I I hope it. I think I, I think he'll stay. Yeah, yeah, I think I think he stays too. Um, but you never know. You know, you got to look at Zion's from a small town, small town South Carolina, kind of. You know, New Orleans is it's the southeast. It's all the Bible Belt. Although New Orleans is the devil's playground. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, listen, I love New Orleans. I wouldn't. I, they love their sports teams. I know that the Pelicans are not nearly as um, popular as the Saints down there, but. I mean, I was in New Orleans right after, not long after they drafted Zion, and it was, people were fucking hyped. Um, oh, I bet. So, Everybody wanted him. Yeah, so I, I, I don't know. It'll be good. I hope, I really hope that they, that they really are able to keep players in, in small teams, small town markets more because it, you know, makes it competitive. Who else is, you're never going to, no one's ever going to, no stars ever once in their entire life been like, yeah, let me, let me sign that max in Utah. <laughs> yeah literally it's, it's happened exactly zero times in nba history yeah even gordon hayward who's probably the most mormon-esque person there ever was yeah. was like yeah get me the fuck yeah. out of here send me to boston let me go let me go yeah. eat some lobster I mean, look, and look at paul george he was like yeah i want to stay i love hunting i love fishing i want to stay in oklahoma that lasted about six fucking weeks yeah exactly <laughs> yeah well i think we know who to blame for that one and he's now yeah. a member of the um, Washington Wizards. But um, let's move on. Let's talk about something else that's been going on. It's been circulating. We've got this asshat Jake Paul. Yes, he knocked out Nate Robinson. But now, we talked about it last week. He's getting a bit above his head here. He's calling out actual trained fighters, guys who can actually box, who can actually fight. Uh, he called out Conor McGregor. He made... Uh, ridiculous video calling out Conor McGregor. I mean, calling his wife a four. Then he unfollows everybody and only is she, follows. Is she actually not hot? She's not great. She's not a four. Okay. It's like, she's it's, nothing, it's, you know, she's over, high. over under LeBron's wife. Over. Oh, over. Oh, okay. Double. <laughs> double, double over whatever LeBron's Clayton, wife. Over under Clayton Kershaw's wife. I don't know what Clayton oh, way Kershaw better. is. Oh, okay. Oh, so. okay. Oh, oh, yes, I do, yeah. She's not bad at all. She's above average, I would say. Yeah. Okay. And she's, I mean, she's been with him since he was a poor. She's I was going to so. say. She's kind of, yeah, you a, know, she's a little thick, not fat. She's, like, kind of cute, though. 
She's and, a before girl, though. Yes. Right? Yes. Okay. Good for good for him, though. Yeah. You always got to respect the guy who gets the the cute girl before he's famous. Yep. But the yeah. um, <laughs> she's like she's like she's like in the Sixers in the Sixes. I don't know something like that. But yeah, you know, no one's ever going to call her ugly. And no, be except for Jake Paul. Yeah. But Jake Paul is calling out um, Connor, and then Nate Diaz fires off a tweet at Jake Paul, and Jake Paul is basically calling him out too, saying he'll fight anybody. And just tonight, um, TMZ put out that Dana White, they asked him about the situation and Dana White said, I'm thinking this of letting good. Amanda Nunes knock his ass out. And then Amanda Nunes says, I'm in. <laughs> like, I think oh that would God, be a better fight be. because Amanda Nunes would ruin him. I don't, I don't know if uh, yeah. all our listeners know, but she's a filthy boxer. I think she, yeah. So Jake Paul in the video said, you're just scared that a YouTuber will knock you out. I think he's scared a girl will knock him out. Yeah, I think I think he is. Hundred percent. It was a terrific counter. That's what that's what Dana should say. He should say, "I'll give you the Connor fight on the condition that you beat Amanda Nunes." You want your Connor fight? There's your there's your deal. You'll get paid for both fights. You'll get the money no matter what. But you gotta you gotta get to cut you with you. You could just come into UFC and fight my top fighter. No, my my not my top fighter. You know, my my highest earner. Yeah, I really want to see it happen, but that's a great idea because, um, obviously there's it there's no real big reward, um, for Connor other than the mo- monetary amount. Um, you know, fighting a YouTuber, scared to lose to a YouTuber. You know, it's you know, it, there's no real reward in that re- sense of, of of he doesn't have much to gain. He's not fighting a legit fighter. Obviously, it's a YouTuber. Uh. So Jake Paul played a good card there, but Dana could play right back with Amanda Nunez. Oh, you're, it's even worse. You're gonna you're gonna lose to a girl. You're afraid to lose to a girl. And I mean, she's it's not a like a, she's not a yeah. hundred twenty five pounder. She's a one forty five pound champ, which means she's walking around at like one sixty five, maybe one seventy. Yeah, it's so like she's a big girl. She, like yeah, she could. She's like probably. I think and she's like five Paul, eight, five like, nine. Like, can she box? I was gonna say like Jake yeah. Paul's making fun of like Floyd's height. Isn't he only like five ten, five eleven? Like he's not like some six three guy, he's right? Five eleven. Yeah, Paul. the other brother's taller. Okay, Logan's taller. Yeah, than the him. other brother's lanky as shit. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's just such like it was just perfect because Dana White. You know, I mean, he gives zero fucks. I mean, there's been no one who's ever given less of a fuck than Dana White. I need this fight and to happen, though. I know. I would love to see it. I mean, honestly, I think I, I don't think it'll happen in the next year. Um, I think they're Connor wants to fight in the UFC. I think he wants to be a champion again, and I think <laughs> they're going to give him like I think they're going to try and get him to fight three times at least next year, especially if fans are back. Like, if they can get fans back somewhere by, like, July, you bet your ass there's going to be a Conor McGregor fight on that card, um, without a doubt. They, they know that that would be exactly what they need to put in some um, well-missed revenue. And I know. Yeah, I mean, this, all, of, all of this is a money game. All of it. Oh, Every yeah. single hey, fucking Logan Paul fighting Floyd. That's a money grab. It's going to be Floyd deciding what round he wants to knock him out in Floyd betting a hundred million on himself to knock him out in the third round and then hitting yeah. just like he did with Connor. Yeah. Floyd Connor uh, was, Connor was more of a fight though. Like it was, yeah, but Floyd bet bet on himself to knock him out in the round and he did it. So how much are we going to really believe that it was that much of a fight? You know, Is I that mean, confirmed. Yeah. 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 You're allowed to bet on yourself. To win in boxing, yeah, you can't bet Legal, against legally. Yourself, obviously, you can't bet you against can't, yourself. But you're I, legally okay. allowed. But he was also getting hit hard. Yeah, I, I'm not. Listen, I'm not suggesting that it was necessarily a fight where he was like, "Hey, Connor, like, this is how this is gonna go." You know? Oh no, of course not. No, I know he was trying to, like, like, like he let Connor go and he let him get tired, and Connor won a bunch of rounds, and it was competitive, and he did, he did plan it very well. But I'm saying in a fight like this, I mean, with Logan Paul, I mean, it's going to be even harder because, like, Logan isn't even a tenth of, of Connor. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I mean, if we really wanted to make it happen, I think I think Floyd could knock him out in the first round. Oh, know? yeah. I think, I think, I, I yeah. guarantee you he could. It's all about how, like, 
to me, I mean, Jake, sorry, Logan Paul is probably going to come out and be pretty, his only shot at is, is landing an enormous haymaker and hoping that it that would do it him. still, but and yeah, that's, that's what cool. I'm saying. That's, but that's his only shot. If even if it's yeah. a 1% chance, a one in a million chance, he's got no shot at beating him on points or decision. Um, yeah. So, you know, and Floyd's the best counter puncher in the world, you know? So, and one of the best defensive fighters ever. So he's got, he's got no chance. It's just going to be a matter. It, Logan, I, I say, unless the fix is in and Floyd's just letting it drag out three, three rounds, four rounds before uh, a knockout. I, I see, I see naturally I would see two rounds, maybe three, but I could see, I mean, if Floyd wants to, he's knocking him out in the first round, in my opinion. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe he lets him get around, but. I just don't know how you can fabricate this like the Connor one and make it look like this is legit. Like, I just don't. There's such a disparity. Yeah. Yeah, it's not even going to be close. I mean, it's just. I think the it's only going to be like three round. Like, I think it's only like a three round fight. It's like fighting too. my seven year old cousin. Oh, it's only a three round fight? Like, man, like that's the how many rounds total it's going to be no matter what? Really? I believe so. That's what I heard. All right. Well, there you go. He's probably going to knock him out in the third round. Yeah, 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 yeah. How much? Yeah, I'm putting all my money on the third round knockout. I mean, we'll definitely, <laughs> yeah. we'll obviously learn more about this as it progresses. Um, but no, just I mean, <laughs> we just had to talk about <laughs> this kid. Uh, but we also, unfortunately, we need to talk about how we did on our um, <laughs> on our bets last week, guys. <laughs> I gotta tell you, it was good. It wasn't good. So Sully, um, oh four and one. Jones won three and one, and myself won three and one as well. Uh, you know what we say to that? A little. Had to uh, like plug, for an hour. Yeah, I had to I had to plug that in there. Um, the overall records now: uh, Sully still in first place uh, by one game at thirty-one, thirty-eight and one. I'm in Yikes. second at thirty, thirty-six and three. And Jones in last at 26, 40, and 4. Guys, we got to put something together here for the people this week. If people have been tailing these, they're not going to be very Listen, happy. Listen, we've been, we've been telling them to bet against us the whole year. I don't True. know what year we have. Yeah, we have. It's been, it's been fade. It's been fade here. Um, and while we're, while we're here on our bet segment, we uh, got to announce the launch of a new podcast at Bleacher Fan, the Bleacher Bets podcast. Um, multiple episodes a week. Started last week. Already the first two episodes up the college football and NFL pick them. Those two episodes will be up again this week for week 15. We got a bunch of college football championship games, uh, conference championship games, week 15 NFL. There'll be an episode for each of those. And we are hoping to mix in an early week uh, miscellaneous betting episode going forward here too. Um, So look out for those Bleacher Bets podcast. Uh, Check it out. Rate, subscribe to that. Please support us. Um, But let's get into our best bets segment here on the Bleacher Banter pod. A lot of bees. It's all bees. It's blah, 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 blah. We got, <laughs> I got to keep yeah. it straight. We're, com- we're coming for you, LeVar. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we got to get a third bee in there. Um, I'll kick it off. I got my I got my picks ready. Um, I am taking some big numbers this week. Um, you know, last week I had the Jets plus 13 and a half. They had been keeping games close. Um, it's obvious now that they um, have just given up. They're, they're going 0-16. There's no chance... They're not even taking the chance of having the possibility to win a game anymore. Uh, they're playing the Rams, who are probably the best defense in the league the last, um, the second half of the year. So I'm taking the Rams with the enormous minus 17 spread. I think that might be the second largest spread of the year. I think the Chiefs had a, they were favored by like 20 and a half against the Jets. Uh, funny enough, also the last time the Chiefs covered a game was when they were favored by 20 and a half against the Jets, but. I'm no, taking. They, they covered this week. Oh no, they didn't. No, they didn't. The, the Dolphins with the backdoor cover kicking that field goal. That was yeah. uh, that was wow. huge. Um, so I'm taking the Rams minus 17 uh, at home against the Jets. Um, I think that's just going to be a slaughter. It could be like a 35 to nothing win. Honestly, I think that's going to be really, really ugly. Um, I'm also taking another uh, pretty big favorite here, considering the way uh, Denver has played the past few weeks. But I am taking the Bills minus seven. Um, the Bills right now, 
look like they could be the best team in the AFC. Uh, they beat the Steelers. They're they're playing really really well. Their defense is looking good. Uh, Josh Allen's looked great. The entire offense has looked great. So I'm taking them minus seven um, in Denver. Um, kind of a sketchy line, but I I do like that number. Um, the next one I have is the Chiefs minus three in New Orleans. Three point dog at home. I'd normally stick away from those. Usually smells like a trap. But um, I am going to take the Chiefs minus three here at New Orleans. Um, no Drew Brees. Uh, they lost to the Eagles last week. The Saints did. Uh, I think they're going to lose to the Chiefs here again. Uh, the Chiefs haven't covered a spread in about five weeks. I think now they are six and seven on the year against the spread. But I do like them in this case here with it only being a field goal. I think a push at worst. Um, and then the only dog that I took this week, uh, a team that is on a mission looking to clinch that NFC East. Um, they want to be in the playoffs. They've been playing really well uh, with Alex Smith. I'm taking Washington plus five and a half uh, at home against Seattle. Seattle had that big win against the Jets. But um, before that, they had been playing like shit. Uh, Washington's defense has looked really good. The offense has done enough to win games. I think they'll do enough here to at least keep it close. Uh, I will probably buy it to plus six, but uh, I love Washington plus five and a half. Um, so those are my four uh, sides. And then for my total, I'm taking the Eagles Cardinals over 49 and a half. Uh, Eagles looked pretty good with Jalen Hurts. Um, didn't put up a ton of points, but it was only week one. I think they're... Uh, I think they might put together a little little run at the end. Don't think it'll be enough to make the playoffs. Um, being a, a couple games behind Washington at this point, but I think they're about to play spoiler for a couple teams. Uh, I think they'll put up some points. The Cardinals seem to have gotten back on track against the Giants, so I'm taking the Eagles. Cardinals over forty nine and a half. We got a couple of the same. Um, uh, I'm also going with the Chiefs. I mean, that's the ultimate trap game spread. Road team minus three, better team. Um, but I feel like the the Chiefs are the team that just doesn't abide by normal trap game rules. Um, so I'm taking the minus three. I also like the Bills minus seven. Uh, I don't I, I don't care for Denver's team at all. Uh, I think they're disappointing in all facets, and I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm fine betting against them every week. Um, and I love how the bills are playing. So, and obviously, uh, I'm alive and so is Aaron Rodgers. So I'll be taking the Packers. Minus <laughs> I almost nine. took that too. I almost took that too. <laughs> um, and, uh, lastly, uh, a team that always gets this late season win against the new England Patriots, the Miami dolphins, give me minus three at home. Uh, they love beating the Patriots in week 14 through 17. It's like a, it's a pastime for them. <laughs> um, so yeah, give me that late season dolphins win over the Patriots minus three. Um, and then this line, this is, is such an odd pick for me, but for my over under, but I saw the line. I was like, this doesn't, it seems too good to be true on the over. So when that happens, you take the under, I'm going under 51 and a half chief saints. Wow. Wow. I can't believe I, I can't believe what I'm hearing. I know. I saw it and I was like, no, no, no. Good try, Vegas. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> I see what you're doing. You're trying to get I thought that was going to be like 56 and a half that over under. Yeah. You know, now that you're taking the under, there's going to be like 108 points. In that yeah, game, it's, right? it's going to yeah. be it's going to be 74 <laughs> total. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, I love it, though. I love those picks. What do you got? All right, Sully? I might just fade Dave from now on. I thought I was giving up gambling after this week. I think I'm just gonna fade Dave's <laughs> picks. Um, you'd be a rich so man. Bad. Yeah, you'd be a rich man. Uh, but I was gonna segue off of what Tom said, but then Dave went. So um, I love how Eagles looked with uh, Jalen Hurts. I'll take them plus six all day. I love it. Uh, I'm fading Dave and Tom here. I'm gonna take Saints plus three. Uh, Chiefs haven't covered in five straight weeks. Enough said there. Um, that's two for me. Uh, three, I'll, I'll, I'll agree with Tommy there for sure. The Jets are done. Um, any ounce of toughness they had was gone when we fired. Deservedly so, probably Greg Williams. Minus 17 for the Rams. Um, I'm also taking the under in that game of 44. 
because um, I think the game is going to be about 34 nothing. Um, so <laughs> that's, that's a good one. And then my last two pick. spreads, I'll take um, – I'm going to take the Panthers plus nine. Once again, I'm fading Dave. Um, the <laughs> Panthers cover a lot. They didn't this week, but the Panthers cover a lot. Um, probably don't get CMC back this week. And it those the, the spreads that are five points, nine points, those odd numbers, I don't know why. Those games always seem funny to me. Like last week, like the... The Packers spread was seven, and they came went up to nine and a half. And you, you kind of go, hmm, what's what's going on here? Um, game moved like almost three points, and then they cover, and they nearly tied it at the end. Uh, did the did the Lions? Um, so I'll take I'll take the Panthers with the points nine. You can get a nice I can get a nice back door there if, as long as they're within sixteen points or so. Um, and then for my last one, I'm going to take the Chargers plus three and a half. The Raiders defense is a disaster. Yo, that's five. <laughs> that's five, Sully. Is it? Yeah. Do you want to change took, the do you want to change the Chargers out for one of them? You have Eagles I plus took six. Saints. Saint you have Eagles, Saints, Rams, Eagles, Panthers. Rams. And what was oh wow. Um guy can't count. Can't count. It's because I did them not all in a row. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I, I'm just going to leave it. All right. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, something's not right here. But it's all good. Um, so that is going to do it for this week's episode of the Bleacher Banter Pod. Uh, make sure to go rate and subscribe. Um, follow us on all the socials, at Bleacher Fan, at Bleacher Banter, at Bleacher Bets. Um Check out the store at BleacherFan.com and make sure you check out our new podcast, uh, Bleacher Bets, dropping uh, Thursday and Friday for right now. We've got the college football dropping Thursday, NFL dropping Friday, um, and we will be back for Bleacher Banter next week. I just put diamonds on all of my teeth, now they probably think I ain't intelligent. In the homicide unit interrogation, asking questions, you know I ain't tell them shit. Bitches call me a jock all American. I'm at the top of my class with my letterman. I remember back in-